everyone and welcome back to another edition of the SBK Betting Podcast where we've come to the first uh, group one of the season where the three-year-olds take on the elder generation. But uh, it's a quite a depleted look to uh, the, the eclipse this year. Uh, we will get into it and uh, we've got a lot of other racing to look forward to as well. Um, but it is just a, a, bit of a, a bit of a shame that we've got four runners lining up for what is normally um, very well looked forward to throughout the course of this year. But the eclipse is a small enough feel before we get into it last week quite a frustrating run of events for us a second in the Northumberland plate for us uh, with golden rules who was very well backed in second in the end at 92 uh, but you did land for the first time the same race Acker with him and Nathaniel Green both placing so well done I know that um probably have got some thoughts on the state of exactly the the opportunities that Oshin Murphy had on golden rules and maybe maybe if he had his time again maybe it might have been a different result quick thoughts on that Ross yeah I, it's it's a tough old race to navigate isn't it but I, I I did just think he's perhaps been hanging out with Mr Dottori too much it just all looked like he was just that couple of percent too too confident but those are the margins you you win your races by you know um he you know uh, Neil Callan, who won the race, spoke about how he had the opportunity to go back in um, and Oshin didn't follow him and then had to wait. And even when he pulled through, I thought he was going to go and do it. And maybe the horse just flattened out a little bit at, at the end. Um, but I, I do feel like it was one that slightly slightly got away. Um, and I know I know do, connections do to a degree as well, but still ran you know really well and, and didn't take any off story. And well, we're just on them. Weren't they great in the in the coverage owner assistant trainer as he is you know they left it all out there they were very transparent very honest didn't try and hide their joy didn't try and hide their disappointment and and you know i think they're off to the sales now with with a bit of prize money not as much they would have hoped but let's hope they find another one and uh, we see them on the screens again soon yeah, certainly. Um, Golden Rules hasn't gone up in the handicap either, which I think is fair enough. Um, and uh, calling the wind a deserved winner in the end. This has been such a consistent horse for Richard Hughes. Um, what else do we have? Tiber Flow. He won the chip chase at five to two, so I was pleased to see that. Um, so not bad, but we can we can definitely get some some winners uh, landed in uh, for the for this week. But. It, uh, the Eclipse isn't necessarily a betting race, we have to say. Four runners line up, a late um, non-runner with Amnart, which is disappointing. Um, there's only one three-year-old in the field, and that is Paddington, looking to continue on this um, excellent um, season that he's having. He's obviously won the Irish Guineas. He then went on one land the St. James's Palace in very, very taking fashion, obviously all against his own age group. He now has to take on his elders. He obviously has that weight pull. And from an official rating perspective, he's actually top rated ahead of Dubai Honour um, to a pound ahead of Dubai Honour. And then Emily Upjohn, who's three pounds um, below Paddington from a rating perspective. But she, for a long time, has been rooted here after that Coronation Cup success. She's got William Buick on board for the first time. Um, then Dubai Honour after his um, antics abroad. Is he as good a horse out on home soil as he is when he's out um, uh, as far away as Australia and uh, Hong Kong? And then making it up. And no by no means an outsider west wind blows uh, for jamie spencer and simon ed crisford uh tom it's going to be tactical that's what we know from here how do you see it panning out 
Yeah, I mean, that leads perfectly into what I was going to say anyway. Uh, the pace map looks pretty simple to me. West Wind Blows is going to go forward like he did last time out. Emily Upjohn and Paddington will be in second and third, respectively. Not sure which way around. That could determine the race. Uh, and Dubai Honor will be last early on. I really think this is going to develop into who is the quicker horse. And if you're looking at what trips these horses have been running over recently, maybe you'd come down on the side of Paddington because he's been running over shorter distances, which requires more speed. However, I think Emily Upjohn's actually the quickest horse in the race. I think she's got a better acceleration. Um, and given she's a slightly bigger price than Paddington, she would be my play. I'm not going to bet in the race, but I, she's going to be the selection. Uh, her Epsom victory last time out was scintillating. Um, she didn't beat a mug either in Westover, who's favourite or going to be, I don't know what price actually, for a group one in France uh, this weekend. Um, she flew down that hill, rapid closing sectionals, really picked up nicely and quick and clear and made the race hers within a couple of strides. Prior to that, there were question marks about whether she was the same horse. She was a bit disappointed towards the end of last year, but she proved those all wrong. And although she's facing Paddington, who's got a higher official rating, as you suggested, Aidan O'Brien won this race as with a three-year-old uh, in a very similar circumstance two years ago with Sir Mark's Basilica, just four runners uh, in that race as well. I don't really love Paddington as a horse at this stage. I'm growing to love him, but I don't love him as much as I love St. Mark's Basilica. Uh, maybe he's just been beating up a group of weak three-year-olds um, and now he's facing older horses. This is going to be the real test to see whether he's as good as Aidan and Bally Doyle are saying he is. But I think at the prices, Emily Upjohn has to be the play. Okay, I do think go, that is the key race, isn't it? That St. Mark's Basilica race about how we feel that Ryan Moore might ride uh, Paddington um, just sort of tracking the leader and then he's very good when it comes to these sort of tactic run, tactically run affairs there's no better no better person um William Buick on board Emily up John Ross it's not she's not a difficult for leagues seemingly I think it looks like she's strengthened out and has become le more uncomplicated based on what we saw last year it was it looked very straightforward for Frankie and Frankie commented on you know what a impressive mare she is now and a better mare she is but is it the weight difference that might just get her? Do you think this is quite it's, um, straightforward again for, for William Buick? I just feel like Ryan Moore might just have it, have it in his locker. And I'm not sure I agree with the speed element. I think, if anything, the speed's going to come from Paddington. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be more with TC on the pace map, to be honest. Um, I think it's worth noting that Emily Upjohn is without her hood. Um, that's a, a notable admission. Um I mean, Paddington on, on, on official figures gets seven pound from her. He's got ten pound in hand. Um, if those figures are right, he's going to win this and he's going to win this comfortably. But I just don't think they are. I don't think the three-year-olds uh, at this at this distance are much cop this year. Um, he was very impressive uh, in the St James's Palace last time, but I just can't shake that Sharon was just four lengths away, and I just don't think he's. A particularly uh, high sets a high benchmark. You know, he was beaten in a Group Three three lengths at the start of the season. He wasn't a top-notch two-year-old. Um, I just don't think they're a great bunch, and I think she is potentially a lot better than she's shown because I think she's been doing it over a mile four, and I think this is her trip. Um, just watching it back this morning, that that change of gear and the swoop to the front in the in the Coronation Stakes, I'd be very confident nothing else in this field has got that. But it will come down to Ryan Moore is going to want her to run her race in the first mile. He's going to want her to be keen. He's going to want her to snatch. So I do think uh, West Wind Blows will go forward. I think 
Ryan will be trying to get to get William on his inside, though they're drawn the opposite way around, so that William is going to be wanting to push Westwind uh, blows forward all the time and, and stretch this into a proper test. It's going to help his horse settle for starters, and it will expose if there is any any stamina chinks in in Paddington. So I think that's going to be fascinating. I think if she relaxes and they don't crawl, I think she's a, a really good. I mean, I'd go a bit stronger than TC. I think she's a really good bet. Um, I'd just be a bit concerned if they crawl and it turns into a sprint. But even then. I think she's got a quick horse, and, I, and I'm not sure Paddington has looked explosively fast. He's looked to me like a bit of a, a grinder, albeit over a, a mile trip. Um, so despite the fact the hood is missing and she could just run a race and be a bit a bit keen as she was at Ascot last year, um, despite the fact she's wrong at the weights, um, despite the fact that William Buick is stepping in for her regular rider, and in some ways, actually, because William Buick is stepping in because of rider, I'm firmly in the only up John camp. I think she's the class horse in the field. Um, I think last year's three-year-olds were significantly better than this year's three-year-olds. And I think she'll prove it. OK, can we just ask about the hood bit again? Just because, you know, you know your horses. You've talked about tongue ties, the use of them, talked about hoods. Why would you have a hood on for a one-mile-four race and take it off for a one-mile-two? Or is that beside the point? Is it because she's now become a filly that doesn't need the hood as much as she did last year? Well, much as I would like to think I'm not, I'm probably slightly less of an intellectual equestrian mind than Mr. Gosden. Um, <laughs> so there's, 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 there's a couple of ways it, it, it could fall, isn't it? They feel that she started to relax a bit more in the hood and they don't want her to relax too much coming back in trip. They want her to show enough zest. Um, or they, you know, they, 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 they feel that they, they want to rev her up. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it is, I was quite surprised to see it because I don't think she relaxed all that well at Epsom. She still looked keen enough to me whether this smaller field will, um, you know, allow her to, to, to find a bit more, more space. Um, but it, it is one of the unknowns. And, and I know there's plenty of trainers that once they put uh, a contraption on, whether that be a sheepskin noseband or a tongue tie or a hood or cheap pieces, they're very loath to take it take it back off. Um, that said, there's not many trainers in the calibre of Mr. Gosden. So um, it is notable, but I can see the logic of it. I think they're going to just not want her to, to give Paddington too much rope. But I, I don't see that happening. I think she'll be right on his girth the whole way. I, I imagine she'll have a red hood on in the preliminaries to keep her nice and relaxed anyway. I just, I'm thinking back at other races, uh, other eclipses, um, Enable, they used quite a lot of her when she was, when she ran in these this race. I'd imagine they might just go a little bit, she could even go a little bit more forward, couldn't she? And just sort of allow her use that zest. It's really interesting. It's a small field, but tactically, that tactics are going to win this race I would say might not be the best horse necessarily so you know could even I've heard a lot of people saying that Jamie Spencer could just do a Jamie Spencer and West Wind blows it wouldn't massively surprise me um but I do and I, I that's why it's a bit disappointing you want to see all the best horses line up and it to to pan out for the best horse to win the race but that's where we've got to three-year-olds have to say have had a very very good record in this race um even block out the 2020 edition because there weren't any three-year-olds in it um but they've been they've they've won the last two events um paddington 
we don't know yet. We don't know how good the three-year-olds are compared to their elders. I think it's a fair point that Ross has made that it's not, we're uncertain whether they've, they, they're as good a generation as we've seen in the past. But I think that he's proved himself to be a horse massively on the upgrade. He surprised me in the St. James Palace. And it's more the Ryan Moore factor when it comes to these kind of races that's got me in his camp. But he's five to four. Emily up John for Ross and TC at 13 to eight. Um, and then Dubai on a 12s and Westman blows at 28 to one, um, making up what could be as mentioned, again, a tactically run affair, this eclipse. Um, okay, we've got racing from Haydock, from the rest of Sandown. I found it wasn't massively overly, particularly met um, by a huge amount this weekend. I think we've seen a lot of horses that ran at Royal Ascot recently and probably having a bit of a break. We've got racing in France too, we've got Westover heading over there. Um, what stood out to you, TC? Is there anything that you're dying to see this weekend? Yeah, the Belmont Derby and Oaks, but we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> go to my Twitter for those. Um, no, just two horses this weekend from the UK uh, that I'm interested in backing. But again, I found it difficult, much like last week, where I didn't do very well with the selection. So apologies for that. Um, but they're going to be tentative picks rather than really confident plays. The nap is going to be entrancement in the 525 at Sandown. It's a three-year-old contest, got a nice mix uh, of experienced and improving three-year-old handicappers, as well as uh, several horses that are coming straight in from novice events with their opening mark. Um, but I'm firmly of the opinion that Entrancement is the best horse in the race. She's the daughter of Expert Eye. David Manuizier only runs his good horses at Sandown. He's got a great record as well. And this horse um, showed good promise for Harry Dunlop early in her career, but it's clearly improved for the trainer switch. And her recent victory at Goodwood was seriously impressive. Now, the ground was heavy that day. Most of the horses probably didn't handle it, but she kept galloping. Those wheels kept on rolling, kept on rolling, and she drew clear close to home to win by over six lengths. Um, the ground currently on the round course at Sandown is listed as good, good to soft in places. But the fact that it's still good to soft in places right now with rain forecast, some tomorrow and some uh, on Saturday before racing, suggests that she might get her deep conditions once again. She's gone up £11, but she won with such authority last time that she deserved that hit. And I like the booking of Jamie Spencer. One other horse just to touch on in that race. Um, obviously, you should never have a horse that you're happy to oppose a nap with. But I'll also have a saver on Mythical Guest. He just caught my eye two runs back in a nice new market maiden. Uh, last time out, he didn't want the trip. I don't think he's good enough to beat um, Entrancement at this stage, but he might be a good price. So I'd have a saver on him. Uh, and then the next best is going to be on another four-runner race. Um, the 7.42 at Nottingham, a horse called Savannah King. Uh, this is a race for horses that have not won more than once. However, Savannah King's not even done that so far. He's zero from three in his career. However, he's performed nicely against better opposition the last twice. He's got an opening mark of 74, which seems pretty fair. And I'm going to link this to a stat attack um, in that John and oh. Thady Godston... <laughs> you love it when there's a stat attack, Jess. We've missed those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Um, John and Thady Gosden have a 27% strike rate with their three-year-olds at Nottingham since they started uh, training as a duo. That's eight winners from 30 runners. Um, Savannah King is also their only runner on the card at Nottingham. 200-mile round trip. I don't think they'd probably do that on a Saturday evening unless they thought this was a good opportunity for the horse to win. So Savannah King and the 742 at Nottingham is my next best. Okay. Um, great. Um, Transmit Savannah King to add to Emily Up John um, for TC's best bets this weekend. Um, Ross, is there any jumping? No. No. Oh, no. oh that was yeah. sad. That was really sad. <laughs> I think I after this week, we, we're off. We're off summer jumping for a little bit. <laughs> I was yeah. delighted to see uh, Ch uh, Chepstow put out their tweet that it's a hundred days until their 
season opener. So it's it's coming. I, before we'll... you go, before you go into it, Ben Pauling had an d- idea this week that there should be a summer jumping championship. I suppose you, you're there lobbying with him. No, no. <laughs> yeah. just, okay. I, I just like a, I, I do like a break, but just one card for me on the weekend, guys. Come on, that wouldn't be wouldn't be stretching it, would it? Um, but I've I've stuck to the flat and and two that I do know quite well. Uh, the nap is in the 350 from Haydock. Uh, and it's one of the uh, first nurseries for the two-year-olds. Uh, William Haggis has got je ne sais quoi. Um, she was disappointing as a beaten favourite at Chester last time, uh, having won her second start. Um, but she lost her, her left foreshoe, which at Chester I would put a fair amount of um, emphasis on because you're going around that sharp uh, left-handed track. She travelled beautifully through the race and just didn't finish it off. Now that could well have been the reason. Obviously, we don't know where in the race she lost a shoe. Um, I'm certain she's better than she showed there. Um, and the winner on that occasion got a very enterprising ride from prime st- uh, draw on the on the rail and in the stalls. Um, but her first run suggests she's better than this mark of 76. Uh, the winner, who was two lengths ahead, um, Dawn Charger is 91. The second, who was a length and a half ahead, but thanks, but no thanks, is 80. Um, she was staying on hand over fist over five furlongs on that occasion. Up to six furlongs on the second start, she won. This mark of 76, I think, underestimates her. And back on a conventional track at Haydock, um, I, I think she's got all the beating. Um, and she reopposes Invincible Friend, who beat her at Chepstow. She's got a five-pound pull for those four lengths. Um, I think she's uh, a filly that's definitely better than her opening mark. And then the next best comes down at uh, Sandown in the 450. It's a horse called Classic from Richard Hannon's yard. Um, I loved him as a two-year-old, and I was really excited to see what he'd develop into as a three-year-old, and he he just hasn't, unfortunately. Um, I thought he might have been um, listed or better class, and and he's not. But I thought last time at Sandown, over this course and distance, he shaped better than the bare result. He got sandwiched coming out the stalls and raced very keen for a good two or three furlongs. And I was quite taken how... Once his winning chance had gone, he still stuck at it really well and nearly ran down the third horse close to the finish line. Uh, he's got a better draw here in two. I think they might be more positive with him and let him bounce out and be a bit more handy. Um, and if he does that, I think he's he's certainly got stamina for the seven furlongs. He's shown he likes the track. Um, and I think he might start to uh, develop into something better than he's shown so far. Yeah, he obviously was given that name for a reason, um, but uh, it hasn't quite manifested yet. But um, Je ne sais quoi and classic. Um, Je ne sais quoi won for William Haggis at Haydock. And I just was looking quickly on his stats because I think Haydock is one of the tracks where he has a, a really good strike rate. And <clears throat> he's got 23% strike rate this year. Three winners from 13 runners. I think the three winners all came on one day. I'm not sure if that's me going mad or not. Ross is, Ross is not, yeah. Yeah, Ross is nodding his head. Yeah, I love William Haggis horses going up to Haydock. And I'm pleased that's the case because we've got Je ne sais quoi and one of my selections um, for um, uh, for Saturday, which is Seasook Road in the Lancashire Oaks. Now, she's um, a filly that's already got course and distance winning form at um, Haydock. And she comes into this off the back of that success. And I think that this is uh, another winning opportunity. Mimic Q is an obvious horse in here who uh, for John and Thady Gosden, but I can't see I can't see why Seasook Road is not a, a shorter price off level weight. She doesn't get a a, a penalty for winning that um, uh, the Leicester Piggott Stakes last time. Um, she got Danny Tut open for the ride for this Group Two. She's um, 
I think she she's a filly that just really uh, appreciates this trip. Coming back to the one mile full furlong will really benefit her. And I just really like her profile uh, for the Lancashire Oaks. It's quite a nice field, actually, uh, lining up for that. Um, a proper field size for a group race, as we'd like to see. Um, and then my next best, and I, you know I hate doing this, and I don't do this lightly, but I think things might hopefully just fall into place for Maxard um, in the old Newton Cup handicap um, at 315 um and this is a not as strong a handicap as the Duke of Edinburgh was at uh, Royal Ascot, where he was last seen, and things just didn't go right for him. He was far too keen early on. Um, he's the instructions will be very clear. Keep him nice and settled at the back of the pack and come past horses late on. He's down two pounds after running at Royal Ascot. David Egan's on board. Hopefully can ride him with that little bit of restraint and come in for a bit of a run. And we're, and he's just been in great form. He's always been in great form. Just things just need to pan out for him, right? So let's fingers crossed that Max will run a good race in the old Newton Cup at Haydock. Um, so that's it. That adds to all of our selections this weekend. Hopefully we found some nice um, naps and next best for you to add to the thoughts that you're either on essentially on the Paddington side or maybe the Emily Upjohn side or maybe you're like you disagree with all of us um best of luck um for this weekend at Sandown don't forget all new SPK users get 30 pounds in free bets when they sign up and bet 10 pounds for the first time remember to subscribe to whatever podcast channel you listen to or you can watch us on YouTube as well um there's lots of content appearing there um regularly so make sure you get that and also a plug for TC and his American followers because there's a very big weekend We've got the likes of Silver Knot and the Foxes um, taking their place in the Belmont Derby, which I think um, we've got a pretty good chance. I don't know how good the three-year-olds are over there, TC, but how do you rate ours in comparison? Uh, the Fox is obviously a Dante winner, so you've obviously you've got to put him high up on the list. He automatically becomes the horse to beat in the race against US turf middle distance horses. I think he's probably going to get beat. He comes from behind. He's no better than Stone Age or Nation's Pride at this stage of their career. They both finished second and third last year to a horse called Classic Causeway. He got stuffed at Royal Ascot a couple of weeks ago. Um, if I was to have a play, it would be either Farbridge or Web Slinger, but you'd have to uh, follow me on Twitter to find out. Yeah, find out more there. Obviously, a busy weekend for Oshin Murphy. He rides uh, Caldine on Sunday as well. Um, thank you for that. Thanks, guys. Um, best of luck. Have a see you soon.